Hello and welcome to the 9 in 10 News for the Community by the Community podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Hunter, and having grown up in northern Michigan, something I have always personally loved about this area is the love and support that comes from every corner of these northern Michigan communities. So the goal of this podcast is to promote and get to know the many local nonprofits and charities and their work along with individuals who really leave an impact on their communities through outreach or volunteering. If you ever want to nominate a group or individual, please send me an email. That's at Courtney Hunter, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y-H-U-N-T-E-R at 9in10news.com. I'd love to hear all about who's making a difference where you live. With the rapid spread of the coronavirus across the country and our state, we wanted to shine a light on the Munson Healthcare Foundation. This month, we talk with Munson Healthcare's Chief Development Officer, Des Worthington, to learn more about how we can support the amazing healthcare workers on the front lines of this crisis. Again, we are here with Des Worthington from Munson Healthcare Foundation. She is the Chief Development Officer with Munson. Des, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. Oh, it's my pleasure, Courtney. Thank you. And of course, with uh, the coronavirus pandemic being uh, on everybody's minds right now, we are doing our best to social distance. So even though people at home can't hear us, they should know that you are joining us by phone today. So again, thank you for making a little time for us. Uh, my first, I, I, I want to know a little bit about what do you do, Des? What, what's your role with the foundation? Sure. So I um, run Munson Healthcare Foundations, and we are the fundraising arm for all of the hospitals, as well as uh, Munson Hospice and Home Care, which serves all of Northern Michigan. So there are eight hospitals plus Munson Home Care. And how long have you been with the Munson Healthcare Foundation? Sure. So I've been in this role for uh, more than 14 years. And prior to coming to Munson Healthcare to lead the fundraising here, I was at the Grand Traverse Regional Land Conservancy for five years prior to that. Uh, Before that, uh, my family was living in Chicago for a short while, and um, I worked with children and adults with developmental disabilities, and I, I led their fundraising efforts. So essentially, I've been in fundraising my whole career, uh, which is, gosh, more than 25 years now. That's impressive. And now uh, helping our hospitals here in northern Michigan, which I do just want to say thank you for all the work you're doing and thank you endlessly to all of the healthcare workers. I can only imagine what you guys are dealing with there on the front lines. Um, And with that being said, I feel like there's a lot of people at home right now who are wishing they could do more, you know. Is there anything that people at home can do to help those healthcare workers or or help, help your cause? Uh, Yes, there are things that can be done. I think right now people are feeling a bit helpless. We're probably taking uh, close to 50 or 60 calls a day of folks asking uh, different, coming up with different ideas of things that they can do to show their appreciation for healthcare workers and just wondering um, how we can all manage through these unprecedented crisis. And so it's been very heartwarming. Uh, we update a website every day, uh, our webpage on Munson Healthcare. Uh, so it's Munson Healthcare forward slash foundations. And we're updating our COVID response um, really daily. And in there, we give lots of ways in which uh, folks can help. Uh, our patients, 
are suffering right now. Our communities are scared. Um, people who are the most vulnerable among us, and so I would say with this crisis, it is really our seniors and people who have uh, underlying health issues. Uh, it is those who are, uh, are in poverty. Mm-hmm. It is the folks who don't have homes, good places to go home to and be isolated in and to keep safe. Uh, so it is really, a, it is something that is unprecedented and it's really something that we all need to be thinking about as we think about our neighbors and our friends and even the person that you pass by, uh, maybe that looks like maybe they don't have a home on the street. Those are the people that are uh, going to suffer the most during this time. Yeah. And so obviously we can all do our part by keeping our social distance and staying home if possible. Um, but is there anything even as simple as, you know, a way to thank the doctors and the nurses and everybody working tirelessly at the hospital? Is there anything we can do for them? Yes. Send notes of appreciation. We have a we have a thank you note uh, writing campaign that we're doing. You'll see that on our webpage. A lot of times people are interested in giving us something or they're interested in making cookies and bringing them in. Mm-hmm. Right now, the hospitals can't have homemade goods brought into them. We're, we're on lockdown. We really have to be so, so careful about the safety of our staff and the safety of our patients that a lot of the things that we think about in normal times is just really sweet gestures or things we can't do now. Um, but I'll tell you what, we had uh, a couple of people dropping off uh, medical supplies at the Goodwill, and in there was mixed some pictures from kids. Mm-hmm. And so we, we sort through everything. The pictures of those children saying thank you to staff meant everything. It meant everything to them. Uh, we need uh, we need people to be also thinking about their uh, N95 masks that they have uh, unused, still in the box. But I know when I look at my garage, we had two boxes, one that was not opened yet, and the priority, if we can think about it, is really the people who are in the front lines working with our uh, patients. Mm-hmm. We need to keep them safe. We have a worldwide shortage of masks and uh, gloves and other medical supplies. You will find an updated list on our webpage of things that can be donated. We have drop-off sites all over um, northern Michigan in each of the communities where there is one of our hospitals, and we really need people to be thinking about donating those kinds of items. Um, In addition, uh, masks and medical supplies are more expensive now than they've ever been. It it is all of our normal ways in getting uh, medical supplies, all of our normal supply chains, uh, they're not working right now. Yeah. Um, we don't have the, the supplies coming out of China. We have uh, just a worldwide shortage of even raw materials to make these things. And so we really need to count on our communities to pull together and make sure that we keep our physicians and our nurses safe on the front lines. And so donating um already approved, safety approved masks that they may have 
is really, we're hoping that they will consider doing that. So even like you mentioned, you know, you found just one unopened box where, you know, somebody might think, is that really going to make a difference? It will, right? It will make a difference. And we have drop sites all over northern Michigan. That, that, that So on that one occasion when people are leaving their homes and they're going to get their groceries, it, it then just stop by that drop-off site and drop those items off. It will be much appreciated. Every uh, N95 mask uh, counts. Yeah, and you said you have multiple drop-off locations across northern Michigan? We sure do. And again, our webpage is a great place to find that information, and it changes. So even the items that we need, it's changing um, sometimes more than once a day. Yeah. And uh, the cards, too, you said, are making a huge, the cards and just the sending the thoughts, since we can't bake cookies or things like that. You know, could you, for our viewers, and thankfully, or our listeners, uh, thankfully, you know, a lot of them hopefully don't end up seeing what it looks like inside of a hospital right now. Could you paint that picture for us a little bit of what it looks like inside your months in hospitals right now so that, you know, maybe we are thinking about writing a letter but don't know where to start? You know, what's the best way to cheer up these doctors and nurses and everybody on the front lines? Well, I'm not on the front lines. I um, am a person supporting the people on the front lines. Mm -hmm. But the things that I hear from them are... um, they're ready to, to make sure that they are doing everything possible to keep the patient safe. And this, this crisis is just, uh, since it is something that we have not yet ever experienced before in any way, shape, or form, we have physicians and nurses in all of the months in healthcare leadership meeting multiple times a day, touching base, talking about making different decisions, talking about how we're going to handle this and that. We're really lucky not lucky really but we do have for we are a little bit more fortunate than places like new york or italy in that we have a little bit of time to prepare yeah for sure and so your leader yeah your leaders were meeting about this and that means all the ceos of all of our hospitals all of our physicians our chief medical officers our nursing leadership they've been meeting for weeks and weeks to try to prepare and to learn and to make sure we can have the best care possible for the patients of Northern Michigan. So what you saw or what you see is a lot of meeting time, a lot of touch base, and a lot of quick work that's happening. Um, How are we gonna keep people safe as we are dealing with the PPE shortage? How are we going to keep every nurse and physician um, getting what they need in order to be successful uh, and to keep them safe. And so we, we just see a lot of meetings. We see a lot of people escalating um, concerns. Um, I see a lot of leaders um, who are struggling and thinking about having, you know, how do we make do with what it is that we have. Right. Uh, what what you're seeing are people who are essentially uh, waking up in the morning and working straight through until they are falling into bed at night. And then they're getting up the next morning and doing the same thing over and over. So it, there's, a, there's a lot happening right now. And, and the, everything's changing. So when we think one challenge um, has been addressed, then two more challenges pop up. Right. 
So just a kind note saying your work is not going unnoticed because I can't imagine how difficult it is to be in their position trying to find solutions to something we've never had to fight before. So, you know, that uh, a nice note, like you said, the thank yous are super encouraged, the masks, the gloves, the medical supplies that are already approved. And you said we do have a whole list on that on your website. We will link to that. But kind of switching gears off of, uh, you know, the coronavirus, COVID-19 focused stuff. Are there any other specific fundraisers that you guys do throughout the year that are your usual um, things that we are familiar with? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So you're asking me to not be thinking about COVID-19 for a moment? Yes, for one brief (laughs) moment. Let's remember the happy things that you guys do and and how it helps people. Uh, So we really uh, spend a lot of our time connecting community members up with the good work that's happening at our hospitals. And so a lot of the work that the foundations do is, is a physician will come and do community talks, meet with community members. Uh, We take a lot of folks on tour through the hospital to let them see the cool new innovations that are coming down. We're always working on new ways to care for people. And some of the, some very exciting things that we were in the process of doing and and some of them that we will now fast track is a telehealth Mm -hmm. option. So uh, really the opportunity for people to connect with their provider um, through their cell phone is and through an app. And uh, we just had that in the works, but I think that because of this COVID scare, it's something that we're really trying to get get up and running very, very quickly. And so really for community members to see all of the interesting, cool new innovations that we're bringing into our region is a really important role that the foundation plays. Uh, we're also uh, bringing in uh, a new way to, a, a new treatment for people who are stroke victims. So uh, that's also very exciting so and that impacts many of the people in our region so it it is currently if someone presents with a a stroke uh, we have some life-saving medications that we can provide Mm -hmm. at that time for the right people but then what we have if it's anybody that might need an intervention a surgical intervention we have to send those folks down to a spectrum or another partner hospital downstate we are in the process of expanding our surgical capabilities and bringing a new technique um, up to our region that we've never had before so that we could provide those life-saving uh, interventions here locally. And that is amazing because what that will do is um, that inter- intervention could provide the ability for someone not to lose their ability to walk or the use yeah, of their hands. Really life-saving. It is pretty amazing. Yeah. So that's exciting. Um, some other things that we do, our hospice program is really important. It's it's a model program in the country. We have a hospice house that serves our whole region. And that hospice house is a beautiful place um, where people go who have life-limiting illnesses and can't be taken care of at home. Most of those hospice houses are closed around the region because um, because there was no funding for them. So because of our fundraising efforts and the generosity of the people of our region, we are able to keep our hospice house open. 
um, and we're building an endowment so that we don't have to worry about it ever closing if we can keep it sustainable. And That's amazing. The only reason we're able to do that is because of the generosity of our donors. Absolutely. And is that something, I know uh, hospice sometimes has some volunteer opportunities. Are there any volunteer opportunities with the foundation? Uh, they're not with the foundation. The volunteer opportunities are with each of our hospitals have opportunities as well as hospice in our normal world. Right now, um, there are no volunteer opportunities at Munson Healthcare. That was one of the first things that had to go because right. we need to keep our volunteers safe. Absolutely. So hopefully when all of this gets figured out, maybe that is something to look into in the future. It is. And and I'd like to, while we're at it, put in a plug for um, our food pantries and some of our other uh, our other very important nonprofits in our region. A lot of those places really counted on uh, volunteers, senior citizens volunteering. Yeah. Um, it's really important. And it is, you know, I talk to donors all the time who are volunteers. And right now they're said, does, I cannot believe I can't go and, and do these things. It's, it's really heartbreaking for them to be stuck in their homes. And what I said is it's, it's time for you to call, you know, if, if there is, if we are self-isolating and there's something that can be done um, over the phone or virtually, you know, it's time to call the younger folks and get them involved in some of these things too. Yeah, for sure. Um, so it's really a call. You know, we have people who aren't working right now, or we have students that are back from school. You know, um, going and giving blood is really important right now. And, uh, and calling up your food pantry to see what it is that they need that can be done. Um, those are things that are important too. So it's, the healthcare system is only here. It, we are a really important cog. We are the, on the front lines, but we sure wouldn't be here without our community uh, and without the safety net of our other nonprofits uh, in our region. So it's been really heartwarming to see how everybody has come together during this difficult time. Um, and I just want to help people remember that there's a lot of good work being done everywhere in our region for a lot of people who are in need. Yeah, and there's a lot you can do even even from home or even if it's not directly volunteering like you mentioned and like we touched on with the cards, like it might seem simple, but it does make a difference. It makes all the difference in the world. Uh, another area that we really need help right now, Courtney, mm -hmm. is um, we need financial support uh, now more than we have ever needed it in the past. Mm -hmm. uh, this co Preparing for COVID-19, setting up testing sites, repurposing uh, inpatient units so that they can take COVID patients, changing those units up so that they are will be safe with air handling for those patients. All of, and then having to cancel surgeries, and surgeries was what is is something that keeps the hospitals uh, at least to a break-even point, and yeah. all of those have been canceled now. Right. So we, yeah, so we are in uh, major need for financial support also, and it might seem like that five, ten, hundred dollar gift won't. Um, make a difference but i can guarantee you that every dollar is going to count and uh, when we think about our hospitals 
in many cases in all of our communities in northern Michigan, our hospitals are a major economic driver for the economic health of all of our hospitals, of all of our communities. So yeah. in Grayling, it's one of the largest employers. Think of it Charlevoix. Think about Gaylord, Manistee, Cadillac, Frankfurt, Traverse City. We are all it's, it's really important that we all work together to keep our hospitals strong right now. And uh, so financial support is also really important. Absolutely. And like you said, no gift is too small. Um, I imagine no small. your website also has a place for donations? Yep, it's all on that same page. Perfect. Well, we will link that on our website, 9in10news.com. I just want to say thank you so much, Des, for joining us and pass along our thank yous to everybody at Munson and the foundation. You take care. Again, that was Des Worthington from Munson Healthcare Foundations. Head to 9in10news.com for more details on how you can get involved. And as always, if there are any groups, nonprofits, charities, or even exceptional individuals you'd like to hear about, email me at CourtneyHunter at 9in10news.com. From podcast producer Joe Busick and myself, thanks for listening to the 9 in 10 For the Community by the Community podcast. The For the Community by the Community podcast is brought to you by Travers Catholic Federal Credit Union, financial services for the community, established 1950.